What moves you? What inspires you? I have one simple question. What is your motivation? Like, I've never met anybody who didn't put in the work to achieve their goals. It's simple. Rise and grind. All right, well, welcome to episode two of the Rise and Grind podcast. I've got Rick Thibodeau here today. And uh, Rick, Rick, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us uh, what you do for a living, what your hobbies are. Well, thanks, Tom. Uh, thanks for having me for episode two. Uh, my name is Rick Thibodeau. I'm a uh, registered physical therapist. Uh, I work for a local company here in Owen Sound. And uh, yeah, I've been a physio for 10 years, uh, going on 10 years. And uh, absolutely love what I do. I love helping people every single day. Uh, kind of bleeds into what I do for my hobbies, which is a lot of bodybuilding stuff. Uh, I kind of developed a niche for myself to be sort of the uh, bodybuilding physio. And you kind of came up from, you know, you were kind of looking like me. A lot of lovable, lovable. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was quite uh, depressed a few years ago, and I really let myself go. And uh, basically, long story short, I, I saw a picture of myself and said, you know what, I just can't be like this anymore. Right. So I. Uh, I basically just kicked myself in the butt and I said, okay, I'm not going to be this way. I'm not going to be like this for my kids. I'm not going to be like this for my career. And so I just set on a goal. And um, for the last couple of years, I've been able to be lucky enough to be stepping on stage as a competitive bodybuilder, actually, okay. in the local area. And I've uh, done pretty decently well in my shows. And uh, So you you did your first competition how, how long ago? Uh, that would be back in... Uh, 2016, I did my first show okay. in London, Ontario. Yeah. And, uh, and how did you do in that one? Uh, out of a class of six, I placed fifth in my first one. So first time uh, getting my feet wet, all the nerves, the, the yeah. trying to just be as good shape as I can. And I think I did rather well. Uh, the second show I did was this past June in Guelph. Yeah. And I placed fourth in my division and uh, a much, much tougher class. Uh, sure. A different level of athlete was there. So it was really humbling. Uh, to be able to see that despite the improvements I've made, there are still always people better and bigger. For sure. Uh, and I, I remember, I mean, and so for everybody listening, this is, Rick is my neighbor, and I watched him go through, holy crap, like crazy amounts of training, crazy amounts of working out and eating right. And you went through quite, quite the, uh, what do you want to call it? Suffering. Suffering, yeah, we'll suffering. call it suffering. So... What is all involved? I mean, we're not just talking about your regular dieting and eating right and you know going to the gym. Like, there's some serious, serious training involved. Yeah, it's uh, it's a different kind of beast. Like any any competitive sport, um, you have to sacrifice if you right. want to win or you want to be positioned to win. You need to be able to sacrifice and make that a part of your life. Sure. If you don't give it your all, you're not going to you know why why work this hard just to get a handshake. Yeah. You know, thank you for coming. When people are subjectively judging you, you know. Well, you were you were going. So we moved in here about just over a year ago. We're going now, well, a year and a half now. But I watched your transformation, and you were a big dude when I met you. And your transformation was just outstanding. Well, thank you. It's like how how long how long did it take to really really tone up like that? Well, when you're for me, the second show, I took a long time to diet down. It took six months. Uh, oh, okay. So. A standard, a standard competition prep based on if you look pretty decent is 16, 16 weeks on general. Yeah. Uh, with me, I wanted to take a little bit longer, so I didn't. Uh, I had more opportunities to correct myself, not do such extreme dieting, not extreme cardio, 
and uh, yeah, I definitely suffered for a longer period of time. In the end, I was able to control myself going through and not go through those drastic, uh, not just changes um, physiologically, but emotionally as well. Yeah, no, for sure. So in that whole transformation and leading up to your competition, I mean, in talking to you, you're super excited. You, you know, everything was like, I, I've never seen anybody so focused on something ever. So what kept you motivated during that whole time to get to that point? Beating, uh, beating myself the first stage, my first time stopping the stage was, was a primary motivation. Like it's like, I wanted to be better. And it's really, um, well, the beauty of the sport is that it's self-challenge, right? Sure. And we all start with vanity, wanting to... And that transfers like, to everything. Yeah, for sure. You know for sure. I mean? we like, everybody you know, wants to lift usually first. I do it for the looks. I do it for you know, the chicks, whatever. <laughs> but but this, time, this time it was purely like I wanted to improve myself. I wanted to be a better person, a bigger person. Yeah. It just, it's just another goal. Bigger, just stronger, faster. You could push it. Right, right. And even where I ended up, which was in fantastic shape, I could still be better. I could still do more. Yeah. But and, and for anybody watching this, I mean, look at me. I'm kind of chubby and 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 I see pictures of Rick. He was looking like me, and then now he looks like this. It's crazy. Like super motivating for me. I quit smoking two and a half weeks ago. That's my first start. Now it's gonna be eating healthy. And then hopefully getting back to the gym for me and yeah and as you said like it's the competition uh aspect is much more different than the standard eating clean like eating clean is doing competition dieting but it's not just hey i'm just going to eliminate my drinks and the cigarettes and getting sugar out of my diet it's coming down to like you know i have to eat 200 grams of sweet potato this time right and so it's measuring everything. measuring it every gram every ounce timing to make sure you're getting every two to three hours and making sure yeah. that am I training at the most efficient time? Am I doing my cardio four or five days a week? Am I doing it when I wake up first thing in the morning? Am I doing it after, you know, sure. It's consistency, right? Yeah. And with any, any lifestyle change, regardless if you just want to lose 30 pounds or you want to put on muscle or go to a stage, you have to be consistent. For sure. For sure. So, and, and so basically back to the original question, um, as a physio, uh, I embody health and lifestyle, right? So I, when people come to me, I want them to see me and say, hey, that guy looks really well, really good. Uh, I'm going to listen to him because he practices what he preaches. And, and even the longevity of my career, uh, if I don't do what I do, I wouldn't be able to take the patients that I take. I wouldn't be able to do the techniques of the patients I want to do. And I just want to have a long, injury-free career. Sure. Nope. Makes 100%. So when you're transferring this over to a regular human being like me or like anybody else who's listening saying hey you know what uh and we're kind of the perfect time of year for this it's new year's everybody's kind of making their resolutions saying hey i want to be healthier i want to go back to the gym i used to work out quite rigorously and and i stopped but i always remember january into the beginning of february was like i wanted to stay away from the gym because there were so many people there that were there based upon a new year's resolution that they were going to get healthy and then they give up. So if there's other people out there like that, what kind of advice would you give them to kind of stay focused and not give up on it? Maybe are they setting their goals too high for their resolution? You think a lot of the times, yes, it is setting too much uh, for themselves of realizing the dirty work that's involved to get to where they want to go. Right. Sure. It's great. I'm going to need new year's resolution. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Yeah, it's great. But what do you where do you even start with that? So they're almost going in blind saying, hey, I'm going to go to the gym and pump as much weight as I can and hopefully lose all this weight. 
they're not doing it correctly, they're not seeing the transformation starting to happen because they're not doing it right, and they give up. Right, and especially in that first three to four weeks, right? Oh, how come I haven't lost four or five pounds already? I've done this. Oh yeah, but I'm eating salads. Yeah, but it comes down to those little details that you know people like myself are available to help coach. And, and I was just going to say that. What, well, what do you recommend these people to do? Like, if they're really serious about doing that, do you think they should seek out a personal trainer or somebody like you who can kind of coach them with their eating habits versus working out? Well, if you have someone who's uh, without any, you know, dysfunction, no injuries, no whatever, even someone like yourself, right. you know, just going into the gym, yeah, signing up, having an orientation. Um, there's lots of great articles. I mean, in the age of social media, there's lots of stuff out there. Beginner training programs excuse me, um, that uh, will get people, you know, try this, try this, try this. It is always worth your while. If you're completely green, you've never done it in your life, you hire a personal trainer right. for a few sessions if you want. You know, yeah. if you want to, if you've got the, the finances to hire for an eight week program, then by all means get that start because it'll keep you accountable. And that's okay. ultimately the case is that in, in resolutioners who fail, there's no accountability. Is there a point where you can kind of go, go overboard or do too much? Well, they would say the competition aspect of me is too much. So competition in and of itself is not healthy. So regular lifestyle. Regular lifestyle. You know, working out, what, twice a week? Just kind of eating your regular food groups? So you mean, just, just, and the, here's the thing, you, you say a twice a week regular food groups, that's a fantastic start. Right. Right? You're, to lose that 50 pounds, right, it's such a lofty goal, but if you say, you know what, I'm gonna go to the gym three days a week. I don't even care what three days it is, I'm gonna make it three days. Okay. That way the stress is off you to say, well, I can't make it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. Well, something comes up because life happens. Wednesday comes up, oh shoot, you know, my kids are sick, I can't go to the gym. Oh, the whole thing is blown off, now I gotta start again on Monday. This right. magic Monday. But no matter what, if like, you know what, I can't make it today, I'll go tomorrow, I'll get my three days in. Wonderful. That's a human nature thing, you know. Absolutely. And, and if people are allowed to have that bit of flexibility, some people need the rigidness, they have to. But that rigidness has to come with someone holding them accountable. For sure. Because things happen, life happens, and you, until you've built that into a lifestyle, Right? There's absolutely no way. That's fine. That's, yeah. that's just my dog barking. Uh, there's absolutely no way you'll be able to keep accountable if you're completely green and, and never done anything like this before. Okay, so we're back, and uh, again, we're continuing our talk with Rick here. So, what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions, Peter? We just talked about a lot of people make their resolution going to the gym, getting healthy, and blah, blah. There's all kinds of quitting smoking. Those are the most common ones I've ever heard. What is your kind of advice for making a logical New Year's resolution or something that is obtainable? I mean, you must hear it a lot, you know, in your profession. Yeah, um, it's interesting. As I've grown older, I've, I've recognized that resolutions really, they're a trend thing people do every year to feel, me too, self-included. Uh, yeah. And honestly, if you... If you really want to lose weight, you really want to put muscle up, or you want to do an event, you don't need to wait for January 1st. No, you don't. You, you start then, or the next day, or you know whatever reasonable time is that you get you know your schedule cleared out. Like, it's, it's funny you say that. So we, there's a my secretary at work. We uh, we made a bet that we were going to quit smoking in the new year. That was our that was our thing. And then our our other receptionist said. Okay, here's the deal. If, if whoever quits smoking and, and stays with it is good, whoever bails out on it first, I get to call a little bitch for however long. So I decided, you know what? I before Christmas, I quit smoking. I just I finished my pack, and I just had no will to 
Have another one. Right. Go why, buy another pack. Why would you wait an additional two weeks saying, well, I might as well just smoke this for two more weeks and start January 1st when you know you want to do it then. Exactly. And that's, and that's a lot of the inner drive that many people with resolutions don't have. Yeah. Like they, they like the idea of losing 50 pounds. They like the idea of quitting smoking, but there's no internal drive or motivation to really say, you don't want to have to do this. Well, it's almost like, uh, hey, it's my birthday. Give me gifts. Well, hey, it's New Year's. I'm going to do this. Right. Right. And with many people, um, events like this happen because of something traumatic. I've had a heart attack, my my parent has died, or something of the sort, and they take a, a introspective look, whether or not it's a midlife crisis or whatever, it's it's an event that, that recognizes their own mortality, that realizes that, oh, geez, I really should make the challenge, change yeah. myself, yeah. right? Or when you have other people that are dependent on you, uh, that's unfortunately the spike to get people better, instead of someone looking inwards and saying, you know what, I just, I need to do this for myself. Right. Right? And it's okay, it's okay at first if people need extremes of motivation someone to say i want to look like this person or i need to do this for my kids well, I, I think everybody needs to have some yes, sort of motivation you need, you need a springboard for something you yeah. can't right not everybody is pious and thinking oh i'm all holy and i can do this no no, no. And even if you don't have the motivation I mean, if, if you had a friend or, or your your spouse or your kids or whoever that could kind of be your cheerleaders to kind of keep you going absolutely you but know? at the same day end of the day though if you don't want it you're not going to do it it's just not gonna happen. No, for sure. Like you could have your wife, your kids. Yeah, dad, I really like seeing you doing this. Oh, wow, you're looking so good. But if you're hating yourself doing this, yeah, you're never gonna finish it. And that's you're right. My kids always dad quit smoking. My wife quit smoking. Quit. Smoking. It's not that easy. I didn't want to. Right. I enjoyed smoking. I and and now my hardest thing is you know after certain things I'm used to having one and, and it's breaking those habits. But I was literally ready to quit this. I didn't want it. Now. I've, I have other habits that I've been developing because I'm used to going out after a meal or yeah. while I'm driving to work or whatever, but it, you're right. You have to want to do something in order to achieve it. Uh, and that's that goes across the board for everything you're ever going to do. And then it's prioritizing the time for it. Everybody, everybody uses, I don't have time, I don't have time. In many cases, no, you have the time, you just haven't prioritized the time. Right. There are legitimate people, again, like yourself, you're out 12 to 14 hours a day. Yeah. You leave it. So we're in the morning, you're out driving to Toronto. Yeah. You spend an eight, ten hour day, you're driving two, three hours back. That's right. There's not a lot of time. It's hard to come by for a guy like me. And I'm going to make the time. Right. Well, but the thing is, again, in your time frame, you have a wife, you have kids. That's your priority. Right. If you were single doing that, well, then you'd have an initial hour and a half to go to the gym. You could do that or do your home workout. And look, you don't need to go to a gym to no, be no. healthy. No, you don't. It can start at home in the kitchen. 